2: is on the block with Strick and Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three. And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com brought to you by mary ellen's food for the soul this is on the block with Stricken austin welcome in to on the block a beautiful Happy Monday to you and yours. I'm Austin Norman, joined by the Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA vet, Mr. Eric Strickland. Stricky, what's up?
3: There it is. The point is on point. I'm still upset that we just could not get you in the snow. It's it's about it's over with now, but it's gone. I, I really wanted you. <laughs> I really wanted you to be in the snow, Angel. But, I did too. My gosh, you we, we we didn't get a chance to do it, but that's a okay. We're good to go. It is another week, man. We made it through the weekend. Uh, Made it through the move. was the pad? It is, man. It's very comfortable, actually. It's very peaceful. And um, I'm I'm, I'm liking it. Now, I will say this. I'm extremely glad to see the sun the last few days. Yes. I don't think... I, I remember when I played in Vancouver and how miserable sometimes it was because it just seemed like it was always cloudy, dreary. Like, every time we went to play Portland, it was misty, rain, just just no sun anywhere. And sometimes in Seattle, it would be like that. But anytime we played out there in the Northwest, it, Ugh. and I can understand <laughs> is kind of how miserable people can be sometimes because you got to want to see the sun. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It just kind of revitalizes you. It kind of gives you a little bit of pep to your step. And it's been beautiful to see it.
2: Better city, Vancouver or Toronto.
3: Oh, it it really depends on what you what you like. I the thing that I would say I like about Toronto gives me New Yorkish vibes, um, hmm. kind of city, you know, flow. It's is is very much like that. Now, Vancouver, the thing that I like about Vancouver is the versatility of it, right? Hmm. You can go a certain amount of hours, less than a couple of hours, you could be in the mountains, Whistler. Mm-hmm. um if you want to if you like water and you want to do boating just go right over there and you know you've got victoria and you got you know any of the bays and you got the ocean that's right there and then you just got regular city light it's like it's really like a melting pot man it it really is it's a melting pot i mean there's all types of cultures there so it, it kind of gives you that vibe seems like it's a little bit more slower mm. like fast pace more in in toronto, toronto. yeah
2: Toronto's the New York of Canada, give or take. Um, Text or just you, if you have a preference, Vancouver or Toronto, let us know on the text line 402-464-5685. The only time I've been out of the country, I went south of the border, not Uh north of the border. But the one thing that I want to go to Canada for is authentic poutine. You know? What's that? It's French fries and like sausage and gravy and cheese. Hmm. like I'm sure that's something we could make here at home but I I think it's like a Canadian thing so I want to have authentic Canadian poutine sometime
3: oh that's interesting now see I used to live in Great Falls I used to live in Great Falls Montana so the closest things to us at that point was like Winnipeg mm. and, and Ottawa those were so when you when you talk about the hockey and stuff like that you know it's, it's, it's really it's really not much there did but, you
2: get into hockey when you were up there at all
3: Uh, not really, Hmm. not really. I can see you as a good enforcer. I I always thought, listen, they, they, they played football and it would be cold when I went out, but I just always thought I was going to be a CMR wrestler. Ooh, that was the name. They were green and gold. Huh? And and then they had another high school, something they were called the bison. Okay. And we would go to those little rivalry games and, and I was like, Oh, I want to be a CMR wrestler. And I just thought I was going to be. And then all of a sudden we moved to California and, ooh, I want to go to Cabrillo. (laughs) I just got hyped everywhere I went, everywhere we moved to. And then we moved, moved, when we finally moved to Bellevue, I've shared that story before, but when we finally moved to Bellevue, um, I went to, I want to say it was a Bellevue West game and they were playing somebody. And I just thought that they had the coolest uniforms, that purple and gold. And then you know, shout out to Billy Richards and and you know again, RIP to uh, rest in peace to uh, Lanny Richards who was celebrated over the weekend. Um, a lot of lot of folks was there for that as well, and and to uh, my brother Andre Woolridge whose father uh, recently passed as well. It was, it was a it was a tough weekend for for a few of my brothers, but anyway, yeah, I, I just was like I was sold. I just mm. they, they they ran out, they ran out of the tunnel. You know, with these gold, you know, with, with these little, sh- like, purple and gold stripes in them. And I was like, yo, that is the coolest thing. I want to be in there. That's when I knew I was going to be a Bellevue West T-Bird. Yeah. And you were. And I was. One of the best. Yeah, man. Long, long, long history. Some good T-Birds have come through over the years. But where are we at today, man? What's going on?
2: We are thanking Delco Daves for bringing in his uh, Philly cheesesteaks today. Just saw the man walk uh, yeah. in the building. Really appreciate Delco Daves for that. Uh, check him out 12th and O Street behind Sarter Heyman. Uh, Delco Daves comes through for us every Monday and Tuesday. So definitely make sure that you check him out there. Just a few minutes to to get into this here, Strick, before we we move on. Um, Husker basketball. Yeah. I don't feel like there's much to talk about about this game, right? Which is too bad. It seems like another winnable road opportunity against a Maryland team that still had plenty to play for, but was just kind of up and down, kind of forgettable, kind of middle of the road. And Nebraska goes out to College Park and has one double-digit score on the game. Yeah, One guy scored double-digit points. It was C.J. Wiltshire coming in off the bench, 5 of 7 from the floor, 4 of 6 from 3. Point range. But, Strick, every facet of the game, I mean, outside of Nebraska's 9-2 to start, everything went wrong. Out-rebounded, out-shot more turnovers, everything <sighs> that could have went wrong, went wrong.
3: It was, um, it was one of the most, it, it was very frustrating. And it's frustrating from a standpoint of understanding what you have to do on the road. And I wonder, can they figure it out? Like, because the energy that they show in Pinnacle Bank Arena compared to when they're on the road, and that's when you have to show more energy you have to like when you i don't i don't know if 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 you haven't played sports i don't know if you can really understand what i'm saying and and that and that may be true and that may not but here's the issue when you go on the road you have to exhibit more energy than the opponent and all facets all across the board because you're probably going to get situations where they're going to get the benefits of the doubt Mm on calls On every and a lot of stuff is going to probably go more against you than for you, so therefore that's why you have to do everything possible to overcome it. Can't really be talking to refs. Can't you know? You can try to, but it's not going to matter. It's going to be the whistle you're probably going to get. But what I saw from them in the way they hit Northwestern Mm -hmm. on rebounds this this was a big tale for me, and the looking shows me that you're not ready Mm. and if they don't get that that roller coaster ride of on the road off the road because you had a chance at the crossroads there that you needed to bank you Mm -hmm. missed all of your potential banking opportunities because now it's going to get tougher Mm -hmm. so i don't know i don't know if they're ready for the next level i think they're ready for a jump up But there's too much.
0: Say goodbye
3: everybody's jumbled up, Austin. And Mm -hmm. so you can't afford to
2: take these L's, um, the ones that you should be getting. To your point about the standings being jumbled, we'll get into some more of the road woes here in just a sec, but it's Wisconsin at eight and one at the top of the conference. Guess who comes to town on Thursday? Exactly. The Badgers do a half game behind them is Purdue at eight and two, Illinois, six and three Northwestern, six and three, Nebraska, Maryland tied at five and five. You have Minnesota, Iowa, Michigan State, Indiana, all four and five. And then just uh, a game back of those teams, Ohio State, Penn State, Rutgers, and Michigan down at the bottom at two and six and two and seven. So Wisconsin and Purdue have been the two most consistent teams you know, throughout the non-conference season into the conference season. That's why they're up there they're at the top. But here's the other thing to to look at, Strick. You have two teams at six and three, two teams at four and five. One, two, three, four teams at four and five. Talk about a jumble, right? This is what we go back to when we say the Big Ten is tough night in, night out, but it's really less about you have to play your best every night and more about just don't be mediocre, right? Can you be a step above mediocre? Because there's not a lot of great teams in that mix. There's just a lot of drag you down into the mud sort of teams.
3: Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. This is why your energy has to. you you need to superimpose your will. Mm -hmm. When you go on the road, you want to let them know from the onset that it's about to be a fight in the lion's den. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Like we're, 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 you know, it's going to be a knockdown drag out and you're going to get drug out. Mm -hmm. I'm not going down. I'm not giving up and I'm not giving in. That's the mentality you got to have on the road. If the home team dominates you in that factor and they get a sniff or smell of, the, of of any type of, you know, a scent of 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 you're not ready for the moment, mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna pounce on you. It's mm-hmm. just like a it's just like an animal in the jungle, right? Yeah, they sense fear. They're they're gonna pounce on you, and it's not even that they're fearful, but it's just that you're not matching their energy, you're not matching their intensity, and they came and they took it
2: right to you as they should. They're at home. It's not often you get to see turtles pounce, but Marilyn sure did Boy. on Saturday yeah snapping turtles just well,
3: they bit into some corn huskers, uh, <laughs> some some definite corn. They, they bit and tore it in half that they, they gave did. them the business. It wasn't yeah. even like close. It was the business, all the whole thing other than the first two, three minutes mm-hmm. yeah
2: forty four to twenty seven Maryland led it at the half. terps also win the second half a a more respectable five point deficit for the huskers, but still not pretty. only twenty nine to twenty four in the second half. So not a lot of good basketball for Nebraska to look back on um, as they look ahead to Wisconsin on Thursday. We'll take a break. When we what, get back real quick. Yeah. What you got.
3: You can't keep having these disappearing acts from like Rick mast and Tamanaga. Hmm. Like there's got to be some consistency from a couple of those guys. Who's been the most consistent uh, Austin right now that you've seen over the, over the past month or two. Pretty clearly CJ Wilcher. CJ Wilcher. And at least, and what I could see from him, he was giving effort a little bit on defense as well. But again, none of them did a good job of of, of seeking out intently to put bodies on people and they got dominated. But that, that was all I wanted.
2: To yeah, say. to your point, I mean, Mass, Tomanaga, and Williams, the three guys that averaged double figures in scoring this year, they're nights where you notice one of them, but then sometimes not the other two, right? They're averaging what, 15, 14 points per game each but it's not 11 17 14 14 it's 23 6 you know 23 mm-hmm. 11 up and down more so than the steadiness which is again not something i expected from a veteran team uh, i mean yes
3: you can have an off night but you can't have like if you want to play at the professional level that's one thing scouts are going to going to look at how consistent you are not just at scoring mm-hmm. but in overall what numbers are you going to see or that you're going to know that when he shows up, it could be assists. It could be rebounds, whatever that is, or whatever your strength is. They want to be able to see a consistency in that. If they don't, it's going to hinder your opportunities at, at playing at the NBA level. I mean, you could probably play overseas, but most people from your hometown will take you, you know, but mm-hmm. that's the case.
2: Let's just look up now the box score real quick. Cause you got me thinking. So rink mass, for example, only takes five shots. That's crazy. Only five shots. I like, get it. Julian Reese is pretty good, but not good enough to, no. to get rank. only five shots. Six rebounds is okay. Three assists is fine. Pretty, par, pretty par for the course.
3: Everybody but turned it over. Overs. Everybody turned it over, if not even or
2: more than they had assists. Bryce Williams, two to one. Yep. DeMarcus Lawrence, four to two. Uh, ksa two to zero. Mink, uh, rink mass, three to three. Uh, Josiah Alec had two assists to one turnover. You have a two to one turnover to assist ratio from CJ Wilcher, uh, one to nothing from Eli Rice, two to one from Sam Hoiberg. So the best you got was plus one from Josiah Alec. One. Otherwise, you're you're even, even with or Josiah la- or, or un- everyone else is negative. And,
3: and listen, it wasn't even that awesome. It wasn't even that the pressure. It was like a token pressure just to either slow you down, take more clock off. It wasn't that hounding, like, 40 minutes of hail pressure that Noel Nolan Richardson, Richardson used style. to give yeah. to you, right? It wasn't that. More of the soft stuff, like yeah, against Northwestern. Man, it was. it was okay. Let's make them turn. Now, I understood what they did, it, and I think that's a great game plan. You know what I mean? The way that they did it. Mm-hmm. It was a great game plan from the standpoint of, he knows that they don't have a point guard, and so let's force them to just do something that they're not comfortable with. And it looked like they weren't prepared. And then Nebraska's got to get out of this, Austin. Just come down and just throw the ball as if the guy's just going to be there. You saw at least I saw at least three to four turnovers just because they practice and they run that 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 systematic system that they run. I don't know what it, I don't know what it's called, but they just catch the ball and they just throw it, or they catch it with one hand and they just throw it, and they're doing all this basically unfundamental stuff. And then when pressure gets there in the game, they don't know how to, they don't know how to work out of a jump switch or mm. when, they, when they're doing different things with the body, you don't know how to adjust to it because they can't duplicate that. They can't duplicate that. And so it, it hit him. Now, I did see CJ make an adjustment. Here's what he did. They were jump switching. CJ cat caught it, the handoff, stayed to the right. The guy switches. He shoots a three and makes it. Right. That was an adjustment. But you didn't see much of that all night. They just kept doing the same old stuff. There was no slips. There were no back.
2: Things that you need to counter, back doors, things that you need to counter for that type of pressure, they didn't do it. And some of that's on coaching. But here's the thing for me, Strick, it's an old team that should know that anyways. You shouldn't need to have that yeah. coach, right? If you see an open lane yeah. or you see an avenue to release pressure, find the open spot and make the next play, right? I feel like Fred Hoiberg wants the next right play, not necessarily the next step in the offense, right? Yeah,
3: and it's like they don't set screens on the road. Or at home sometimes, but Uh, especially not on the road. But definitely not
2: on the road. It's like
3: like everybody, the the person that sets the best screen is the one that's going to be open. That's a fundamental principle that you can go back to the time you played peewee ball. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing in in a screen or some situation. Like if a tight end, the more he blocks and makes you think he's going to hold, that sets the screen up better. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing in basketball. The better, the more formidable screen that you set, that means the guy's got to adjust to help you, which then either leaves slip opportunities or that person's going to get help on a turn, which collapses the defense where there's kick opportunity. It, it, It just, I don't know, man. I just don't, I don't,
2: I don't, I don't. If someone knew you would like to think Nebraska would have solved it by now, but they haven't. Not going to make an excuse for the team winning on the road is tough. Let's take a look at Big Ten road records, even, you know, some big names and other conferences that have struggled on the road in conference play. But more importantly, how does Nebraska get out of that funk? Is it as simple as, Juwan Gary come back? Or is there something else Nebraska needs to do, especially like in recapturing some of the magic from the Kansas State game that Nebraska won down in Manhattan? Husker Carl of Famer, Eric Strickland to my left. I'm Austin Norman. This is On the Block, back with more in a minute